Welcome back. This is the Coaches Rising podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Forrest Wilson, who's someone I've met and really enjoyed being in his company this year. Forrest is a kind of multidisciplinary, cross-paradigmatic renaissance man who's got some really cool projects going on in the world, uh, such as his passion to build coherence centers, these geocentric epicenters where people can gather to do the work of healing, development, and awakening, his explorations around the future of money and Light in Action, which is an incubator he co-founded for geniuses to access 100% of their capacities in service of creating a more beautiful world. We'll do a podcast on that at a future date. And so today on the podcast, we'll talk about a few things. We'll talk about the unified field of coherence, accessing essence, how do we increase inner alignment, how do we expand our sensing capacity as coaches, and the super organism of humanity. So lots of juicy things. Okay, let's dive in. Here's the podcast with Forrest Wilson. Forrest, yeah, so I'm really delighted to be here with you. And, you know, I was just sharing in the little preamble we did that I am delighted to be here with you. It's like we've not long known each other, but um, I really appreciate being being in presence with you and um, the felt sense of that. And um, so so how, how the hell are you, Forrest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Yeah, I just I feel lots of joy and delight being here with you. You mentioned the the frequency of getting to hang out together, and I feel uh, light and playful and a little silly and kind of giddy. So just really happy to be here and and uh, and get to be together right now. It's it's an honor. Great, great. Well, we've got all these we've got some serious discussions to have now, and lots of people listening. So. Um, and that's, that's probably me being playful again. So. <laughs> um, but what, yeah, I think like, I want to speak to you about you, um, and your work and, you know, the way you're viewing the world right now. Like I, I, like I met you not long ago and I was, I was just like, wow, Forrest is really interesting guy. And, um, maybe, maybe like the, the cool thing to do is just to ask you like, uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are and and the work you're doing so we can just get a sense of you and then we can kind of, you know, dive into some of these things uh, that I want to explore today in more detail. But yeah, you could just introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you out there creating in the world? And in a way, like what, what led you to, to be doing this, the work you do? Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Thanks, Joel. I'm, Feeling the challenge of creating myself, which is always a fun journey for me. But uh, in this moment, I suppose what might be most helpful to to share. So, my my main project right now, I I've uh, am collaborating with Stefan Segatori, who you know, and we have created an, an incubator for for consciousness, for for conscious entrepreneurs, for for people who are uh, entrepreneurs on a mystical path, on a developmental evolutionary journey and really it's for young folks who are called to bring a new world into being who've completely i want to say outgrown the world as it is or who are who are feeling called to to show up in every moment and and give everything they have to to bring a more beautiful world into being um and this all started from 
well, <laughs> the Big Bang, I guess. But <laughs> um, uh, uh, a few years ago, I was um, I spent most of my twenties working in in startups, and uh, and then did a vision quest uh, in my later twenties in in Southeast Asia. I spent a month in Bali and a month in Thailand, and I had some experiences that kind of broke reality for me, at least as it had been to to that point. And um, to do my best to tell this succinctly, essentially, I, I got involved, I moved to Boulder, Colorado on a intuitive impulse and um, got involved with a, a human potential startup here. We were, our mission was open people to their fullest potential uh, right now. And um, yeah, there was just so much fun stuff happening, reinventing organizations, kind of teal, uh, sensing into the consciousness of the organization and what we wanted to create. And um, that was not going to fit inside the traditional structure of the company that I was working in. And so um, let's see, can I make a long story short here? Essentially, when I knew I was going to leave, I was wondering what I was going to do next. And a few of us got together and we collectively sourced a possibility oriented vision for humanity. We really dropped in and said, if we, what, what can we create together? And we created this list called emerging probabilities that temporarily seem impossible. And the subtle and profound shift here was we, sh we shifted from trying, from looking at the world and trying to fix what was wrong to actually asking, what do we want to create? So for example, the first emerging probability is basic survival needs are met for every human being, right? And I invite everyone to just notice that right here, right now, we can meet basic survival needs for every human being. We're not lacking resources, technology, know-how. It's just that our systems on the planet are oriented towards different ends and based on different meaning-making systems. And most people doing good work in the world are trying to fix those systems. And we're, we're sitting here going, wait a minute, if we just become aware that we're creating all of this, we can meet basic survival needs for every human being. And then there is no aspect of the human experience that's unchanged. Everything shifts. The purpose of education shifts, the purpose of work shifts. And the human experience really shifts from surviving to thriving, right? It's, it's how can we meet increasing higher order needs for human beings? How can we support every human being living a happy, healthy, fulfilled life, deepening into our essential wholeness, realizing, uh, well, I'll just say realizing, <laughs> um, and, and, so, and so this invited us ultimately to create this incubator that we call light in action, bringing the light that we are into action in the world, taking the meditative game off the pillow or bringing the mountaintop into the marketplace where the, the consciousness game gets real. And the folks who are in our incubator are embodied examples of this emerging economy. Folks who are, who are doing the work of the future now creating the systems, the structures, the institutions, the cultures, the ways of being that are in service of our emerging future. And so I could, I could talk a lot about that, but um, that might be a good way to contextualize some of what's going on in, in my reality. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, great. Um, like what comes up for me is, could you speak into the way you the, you see the current world? You know, because in a way, like by talking about the um, emerging probabilities uh, and this like re um, reorienting not to problems but to to possibilities that could emerge, feels to me it speaks into perhaps part of the shift we're we're going through right now. And it's certainly, I think, for a lot of coaches who listen to this will resonate with them in that, um, you know, coaching itself is often focused a lot on possibility. And that's the beautiful thing about coaching is it it's not trying to fix problems per se. And and yeah, even so, I think inside the field of coaching, there is still like we're kind of baked into this world where we we're orienting to fixing problems and there's a lot of um, goodness that there's a lot that can happen when we, we drop that kind of agenda and pick up different kinds of agendas. That's very potent. So uh, I'm just wondering if you could speak into for you, like how you, why, why, why create all this stuff in a way? Like, so if we look at the world, you know, what do you see happening in the world right now? What, what might be we moving out of and what's emerging that makes this, approach you're taking relevant there was a lot in that but yeah yeah well the um you know one thing that's interesting is when we first created this list for you know what some might call a utopian future or this possibility oriented future my first impulse was invite all the most amazing entrepreneurs and creatives and things and people from the startup world i had known and and we'll all get together and we'll just create all this stuff and what happened was I invited everybody to get together for a call and we all opened up into this larger field of possibility. And then all the unconscious aspects of ourself that were playing out in our life experience came into the light that we opened up into. And this deeply informed actually the way that we are collectively manifesting our experience right now. And so there's, uh, you asked earlier in, in our preamble, maybe is what we'll call it about unified fields of coherence. So we've actually created a technology in consciousness itself, right? Where we can be with our unprocessed past trauma, shadow, um, bringing, I, I define trauma as um, an experience that was too much for us to process in the moment it was happening right? So there's re residue or residual. And the, the experience shifts, the, the relationship with time shifts uh, to where the past and the future are actually happening now. Like we're just in the eternity of right now. <laughs> and, and so what, from, from, that, from this orientation, what's happening on the planet to me right now is we are completing our past, right? We're getting more present, more uh, being more available for what we couldn't be fully with while it was happening. And we have hundreds of thousands of years of human history with a lot of unprocessed war, genocide, colonialism, slavery. I mean, there's quite a bit of collective trauma and, and also our own individual fam familial ancestral collective experiences. So being available, right. To, to metabolize, and uh, resolve whatever hasn't, whatever is still um, available to us from the past. And in that being more available to uh, 
open up to and embody more fully the emerging future now to actually download our future into this moment. And um, so what I see happening on the, the planetary level is that, you know, especially sparked in the context of COVID, right, is, is we've, we've hit a level of uh, disruption and polarization and uh, uncertainty and unknown that's unprecedented, at least in my lifetime. And it's inviting all these deeper aspects of our experience up into the light, up into awareness for us to, to be with and to, um, to feel and to, to, to integrate, right. To, 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 to bring to through to resolution and to, to evolve with. And, um, and in that we have the opportunity to become more fully the truth of who we are and co-create collectively a new experience as, as we're able to access more of the underlying animating forces that are at play in, in what we're experiencing in our life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, beautiful. And, you know, um, for sure, like resonate with that. And it just feels like um, it feels like we're in a kind of dojo these days, doesn't it? Of having to face ourselves. And I, that's what I wanted to say was like, yeah, I'm glad because you started talking about like the utopian future. And, and then I was like, I'm so glad you brought in facing the tra- our trauma and pain, you know, and because it, um, I think there's a, there's a danger in talking about a utopia. There's a lot of potential dangers about kind of orienting to these utopias. Um, and I, I guess like, I'm curious to know more about then um, we could talk more about the planetary level, but this uh, process that you've been engaging in to uh you know, to, I mean, you called it, um, uh, what do we call it? Uh, unified field of coherence. Like, what is that technology? Like, what is that practice, basically? It sounds like you engaged in it on a collective level with a group of people, and perhaps it's something that you can also do with by yourself. I'm just wondering if you could sort of, if we can zoom in on that that practice a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And and in a lot of ways, we're still, it, it is a discovery process, but what it's invited us to do is, is access deeper layers of, of truth, right? And really come into right here, right now, that what's the truth that wants to come through me as me in this moment. And so there's a process of working through everything that's not the truth of who we are letting go of all the conditioning, working through the trauma, doing the shadow work, bringing through um, more fully the light and the truth of who we are and who we always have been. And in that, there's, a, uh, there's, an, ex- there's an experience that happens. I mean, in our concrete body, in our subtle bodies, in our causal bodies, there's this calibration, cohesive, um, coherent experience where we're actually... Uh, starting to be in relationship with the larger interconnected whole as the whole. And that we call it the unified field of coherence because um, we're coming into coherence with ultimately the truth of who we are and how do we relate to each other as, you know, an impulse of the, of, of this truth. So if we, if we could like break that apart even further, um, like how might you recognize like what isn't the truth and what is the truth of who we are, you know? So yeah, I'm just curious 
yeah, if you're say you're, you know, it sounds like this a deeply uh, attuned practice to what's here right now, and then you're noticing what's not true. So yeah, how do you notice that? Yeah, well, I the the first thing is coming from not knowing. So I wouldn't again. It's the discovery process is really important, and being for me, it's a lot about actually our felt sense of what's happening. I mean, truth feels a certain way, especially sourced. You can feel the depth from which something is sourced from and where someone is speaking from and how uh, resonant, how purely that's reverberating through uh, the, the human and through the, through the being who's speaking. And so for me, it's getting really, I, I, hear feel right those two senses of kind of uh interpenetrated um but actually feeling where people are coming from and the transmission of that i mean what's happening in my body as i'm hearing you am i feeling lighter and more cohesive and am i is my um like my generator functions turning on more fully am i feeling more present or is it janky right am i feeling kind of like ah that was coming from fear shame or doubt or or guilt i mean we could do some uh some examples of this but you can really the more we practice this we can really feel where we're coming from and being informed through a a trauma-informed and a a shadow-informed lens we can understand um, when we're speaking from different ego constructs and where those are in their development versus speaking uh, from awareness itself, from source, and and being able to feel through the, like there's a somatic experience in the body, there's an embodied uh, experience of, of what is the uh, reverberation that these, the energy, the words, these surf, that the words are surfing on, right? Uh, beyond just um, what's being said. And then of course, I mean, I always say 95% of what we say is not with words. So there's the posture that somebody's in, uh, their, their aura or their energetic field. Um, are people, uh, you know, where are people looking? I mean, there's, there's all these nonverbal, non-linguistic uh, communication pieces of information that are happening. And so being able to feel uh, and notice all these different things. And, and I'm imagining we've discovered, you know, 5% of the, <laughs> of the information that's available to us when we're communicating with each other. But this exploration, this, this inquiry into what, all, what is all the information that's available to us when we're in, in relationship with each other and in a creative process together, um, it gets just, it gets fascinating. I mean, the, um, uh, I feel my passion drivers clicking on here. I'm, I'm clicking them all on. But, um, you know, we talk a lot about the symbolic and non-symbolic, for example, or the form and the formless. And noticing, you know, if someone says like, uh, you know, I want to get this uh, new car this week, right? You meet somebody in a coaching arrangement and they say, my coaching goal is to get a new car. And you kind of go, well, where that's coming from, right? And it's like, well, I want to go on a date. And it's like, well, where's that coming from? It's like, well, I want to feel confident. And it's like, where, where that, where's that coming from? And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, six layers down, somebody wants a car because they want to feel like a whole person <laughs> deep, deep, deep down in the surface. So connecting to the essence, connecting to the place where, uh, 
where uh, ideas, visions, desires, imaginations are sourced from, and then seeing, um, you know, how much of that essence is actually captured in the symbol, you can feel like, oh, I mean, I just intuitively, I, who knows how accurate this is, but I'm like, okay, that's 11% or 72% true or, or resonant. And supporting people and actually coming more into contact with the essence, the formless of what it is, of where it is that things are coming from. You can come up with different means to your ends. You can come up with different symbols in the first place. You can withdraw your projection from the symbol and just feel, you know, connect more fully and deepen into the place that the projection is coming from. And in that, we become more fully who we are. And, and uh, that's, I'll just, I've been saying a lot, but that's really fun for me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, beautiful. And I feel a lot of resonance with what you're talking about. Um, so presumably then there's a way the symbolic and the non-symbolic can become coherent. Yeah. And, and then there's a kind of transmission that takes place there and a, a potency to that, that, mm-hmm. that that's not there if somebody is fragmented or fractured in some way. And, you know, um, I, th- I think a lot of people, coaches listening, will will kind of already get a sense of this way of being with people. You know, that we could we're, maybe implicitly we're always tuning into people on this level. But uh, it, it sounds like you've taken that that as a, a, a practice or a, a realm and really, really kind of refined uh, your your perceptiveness in this arena. And I guess that that leads me to the question then of like, what, what have you done in order to develop this capacity in yourself? Like, I know that's probably a big question because it's like, there's so many things that could feed into it, but you know, what, what are like key, key ways that you've, you've refined this capacity in yourself? Yeah, it does feel like a, a big question. I can certainly speak to a few things that just light up in my awareness when you ask it. Um, one is that I've, um, uh, a few years ago, I found Kim Barda from Stages International and uh, heard him on a podcast and I was going, oh my goodness, I've got to <laughs> reach out to this guy and get some support with my healing and, and trauma process. Kim has just been um, an absolute luminary in my life and such a gift in supporting me and in doing my healing and, and trauma and shadow work that's really a moment by moment process for me at this point. I mean, it's it used to be like, you know, once a week in therapy. And then I started joining communities where we were doing these practices together. And now it's like, okay, right here, right now, what's, what's coming up, what's playing out. How's all this in relationship together? I, I, I see you nodding. It seems like maybe, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm assuming you get that a little bit. Um, and a few years ago, I did a workshop with Thomas Hubel and have really followed his work and, um, I'm, I've trained as a biomechanics practitioner and doing body work and, uh, and energy work, but it's, for me, there's a deep, um, deep level of attunement and feeling, uh, you know, Thomas in his workshop invited me to listen to people with eyes all over my body. Right. And, and, and I got this transmission from him of how much avail how much information is available for us to really receive and and this experience of i see you seeing me i feel you feeling me 
right? Actually, uh, my hand is starting to do an infinity symbol right now, but there's this uh, relating with each other um, in, you know, in, in, in science, we would call it mirror neurons, right? There's all, all these different ways that we can uh, describe this, but um, the more and more uh, sense sensitivity that I've opened up into, I mean, I, I know I had this as a little kid, I was always called a sensitive kid. And, and then I turned that off in a lot of ways. And now sort of undoing all that and coming back into the sensitivity. I mean, there's so many, uh, there's so much information that we can access, um, you know, in our bodies. I mean, my, my personal hypothesis is that our fascia in our bodies is actually a deep instrument for listening to the field mm-hmm. and to the larger collective. Um, if you've ever heard somebody say, I feel it in my bones, right. Or, or listening with my heart. I mean, there's, there's, uh, these deep listening organs in our concrete body. And then of course, in our more subtle and, and causal bodies, I mean, we can really sense and um, listen deeply into what's happening in this moment. Um, I grew up in the United States where I cultivated some very strong action drivers, very uh, good thinking, logic, prefrontal cortex led uh, action oriented kind of orientation with reality and as as i've opened up to the capacity to listen deeply concretely of course with with ears and stuff and then also with fascia and organs but then even more subtly being able to really deeply listen we can actually receive guidance we can receive insight wisdom and um and hear uh you know um what's 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 wanting to emerge in this moment what's the essential piece of information available to us uh right here right now that invites a new possibility into being so um yeah what, what's that like for you uh it's actually a question i asked tom Subel as well he's been on the podcast so as, as you're like tuning in to that information how does it arise in your experience? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. let you just take that. I could add more to it, but yeah. Yeah. Beautiful question. Um, I would say it comes in a lot of different ways. I mean, I have it, I experience it, you know, through the body, the body is a, as a process information processing system. I hear, uh, hear things, you know, I can, I can have an auditory experience, uh, taste. I can have a, um, I forget how to describe taste. I think it's a factory, but you can, I can taste things like smell, right. I, I, someone recently told me people can smell fear. I didn't, uh, you know, these are things, these are like sayings that you hear, Oh, you know, I smell fear in the room and it's, that's actually a thing. (laughs) Um, and, you know, the other thing is as we, as we, um, on more subtle levels, I mean, as we, uh, you know, for example, one thing Kim Barta really supported me in doing was a practice to actually receive my sight with my eyes, receive my concrete senses. So I can actually receive my vision coming into my eyes or I can receive sound coming into my ears as opposed to going out into the universe. 
to get sight or to get sound. And as we do this, there's kind of a balance between active and receptive or, I mean, there's a, there's a place that just kind of clicks where we can sit in this place of being active out into the world. You know, you can kind of lean into the world with your sight and your sound and go out and get it. And you can drop into deep receptivity and allow them to pour into you. These are just two of our concrete senses of, of many. And of course, there's more subtle ones. But as, you, as we kind of click all these into, uh, into a, a happy medium, maybe as a way to describe it, uh, for me, there's all these subtle, more subtle forms of information that come online. I mean, there is a, there is a deeply felt sense in the body for truth, for example. You can feel when someone is sharing from a place that is healing and cohesive, right? Like um, one of the things I'm most passionate about is connecting to the, 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 the body's innate capacity to heal. I mean, these are things that, that just, I, could, I can't even fathom. How is it when you cut your hand that your body just regenerates you know, walls off the infection, rallies the immune system, heals the hand, and you have new skin like it never happened. I mean, that is unfathomable to me. We can scientifically explain that away. But if you really go into that, I want to call it like mystical <laughs> principle, like the, the, just the what the heck is happening-ness of that experience. Um, there are all kinds of worlds that open up. I mean, there are larger forces like that that are playing out in our life experience and so connecting to those underlying tides and seeing how they're having their way through our experience invites an entirely different orientation uh, with reality and there are senses we have as we connect to what those uh, are right like i can when i'm doing body work on someone or energy work on someone i imagine any body worker, energy worker listening to this might resonate. You can feel how a body wants to resolve itself, right? It's like the, my, my orientation for working with people is the body already knows how to heal. It's most bodies are like a computer with too many tabs open, right? And you're just getting that color wheel that's spinning. There's just too much information to process and so by getting together with somebody else and being fully present and putting a hand on someone's body and breathing together, we're hooking up more computers and now all the information can run and we can start to actually close tabs and bookmark things and be able to process all this and then be available for our life again. And so coming together with people, whether it's an entrepreneur who's working on their project, bringing their soul's gifts, their heart's calling into the world or whether it's in a trauma work scenario where somebody's working through something from their childhood or doing body work with, uh, with folks connecting to the innate capacity to heal or on the, the light side, you know, we call it innate intelligence, innate genius and seeing how is this wanting to manifest more fully into being and how can we just liberate and support that into coming into, to, to, more structures of support for, for being more fully online. It's a different kind of game of like coaxing and supporting and cultivating and nourishing uh, and fleshing out more fully that innate genius and intelligence and capacity to heal, um, which we can feel that the, the, 
borderline rant I'm going on here is we can actually feel that and connect to that in subtle ways and see how does it want to work? How does it want to work through someone? How does it want to work through this moment? And how can we work with it as opposed to, I don't know, more conventional methods? Do do you think that there's the key to this is like some kind of um, expanded sense of self in the sense of um, like, like what I hear in what you're sharing is like, there's a, there's like, there's a, an allowing like the, the, you know, for example, the body's innate healing mechanism. I was in a workshop with Philip Shepard where he invited us into, I think it was me specifically or, or the group, but into the receptive vision, you know, allowing like your vision to, to, to receive your vision. I found that an incredibly healing moment for me in my journey last year. And, um, and so I'm just thinking about this, this um, in my own coaching work too, of like, when we, when we get out the way, you know, and stop, stop kind of interfering with our experience, there's a kind of innate kind of intelligence healing or growth emergence that starts to take place. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what I'm wondering is like for you, do you think that then like there's the, an important thing is to be able to cultivate the capacity to let that happen, to hold space, mm-hmm. uh, to have the presence in a way to let, to, to allow that to happen. Yeah, totally. And, and even more recently, it's been about having all, I mentioned concrete, subtle and causal bodies actually be in relationship with each other. Cause one part is the awakening process or the vertical process of, um, becoming aware we're aware, right? The shift into conscious awareness. But then even more recently, you know, I had a, I had an experience where like my human turned to my consciousness and said like, hey, <laughs> can we make this a little easier <laughs> on me, please? Like, I know we're having a lot of fun uh, testing out where the boundaries are and playing in this game, but like, this has been really hard. Can we, is there a possibility for more care here? And my awareness going, holy crap, like I've really been <laughs> putting this guy through the ringer, right? <laughs> and, and so there's, there's actually the relationships between these different selves or, or bodies. And, you know, um, like it's, it's important to not only have the uh, capacity to access the, the different ones. I mean, you're talking about opening up and allowing, there's a much bigger sense of self. I mean, consciousness is, is, is boundless, right? I mean, there, where does it, where does it end? Right. So there's that level of, uh, or this level of, of bigness. And then there's also our, our, our human, right. Or, or, um, uh, the relationships that we're in and, um, from a human, from the perspective of the human, right. And, And so getting these into cohesiveness with each other as well, is, is important. And there's a, uh, I use the word tensegrity a lot. The integrity mm. of these structures is held together by tension. And so you can, this is another uh, very subtle sense. You can feel the tensegrity structure of the fabric of the interconnected whole. And if you do body work, I mean, the body is a tensegrity structure, right? Our fascial system, our fascial lines, our fascial slings, our body walks through the world with the integrity of our structure and our body being held together by tension. And so you can actually feel that in a, the body of the whole. 
and feel where are we stagnant? Where are there knots and constrictions in the fabric of our being? Where can we bring more uh, nutrient dense material, more hydration? Where can we flesh out more fully plump up the same way you experience in a body in the larger interconnected whole. And so bringing this same kind of uh, relationship with, with this body, the body of um, what is, I suppose, is another way to say it. Uh, there's, there are ways that we can um, interact with and engage with that liberate our, our collective body, the, the, the body of the whole more fully as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling a little vulnerable now. <laughs> I'm really yeah. opening up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, be- beautiful that you are. And um, I'm touched, you know. Uh, I just want to say it's very welcome. I can imagine, you know, because it, it's like you just um, invite you into these spaces for people to share what moves them most deeply. And, that is uh, that is a, a, a tender space, you know, yeah. a, a sacred space too. So I'm like just pretty pretty far out what you're sharing, you know. Like I'm appreciating your uh, level of of um, how can I say it? Like perceptivity and granularity that you're able to talk about these different realms of experience. And may, maybe we could like connect it now to the projects you mentioned at the beginning. So. The, the work you're doing you know you mentioned this um this like kind of if it's a program or an incubator for conscious entrepreneurs and, and you you do body work as well i'm just curious if you could share a bit about you know we've got we've, we've talked a lot now about this this kind of coherence and this this uh perceptivity that we can kind of develop and refine in ourselves and uh, that we can bring that as a as a kind of force for good in the world, you know, to help liberate consciousness. And so, I'm curious, like how you might do that in these programs, because you know, there's always there's always this question around ethics and and like, um, where are we coming from when we reflect back what we see in people? Um, are we doing that in a way that's re-traumatizing? Are we doing that in a way that's that's like that's deeply nourishing for that person? They feel deeply seen, you know. So. Uh, yeah, let's kind of like tie in like both the the kind of that process of of reflecting things back or being being in attuned people in this context of the work you do, you know, with conscious entrepreneurs and yeah. So, what is the question there? Um, <laughs> or maybe you could just share a little bit about like how, how do you find yourself working with people in this program with conscious entrepreneurs, like what's the invitation there and how do you apply some of these skills you've been sharing with us? Yeah, there's gosh, I just feel uh, 3000. I'm going everywhere all at once right now. I feel like I could talk to you for days. Um, (laughs) There's so much in there to unpack and uh, maybe I can come into a little bit more cohesiveness here. So um, one, one of the things we're doing with this incubator is we're emerging some of the social fabric to support people who are, uh, you know, post-conventional, I guess, if we want to use developmental language, people who are a lot of folks who've jumped out into the liminal space and quit their job, sold their house, uh, you know, broke up with their partner and, and just like detached from reality. And it's like, oh, when we do that, there's a larger uh, force that comes online. You know, in Buddhism, people go out into 
nature and realize Buddhahood. And there's actually a developmental step beyond um, uh, the Buddha, which is the Bodhisattva, people who've come back into the world and knowing, knowing the truth and saying, how can I create the most good for the most number of people? Or, um, you know, the question for me, I always invite people into, if you want to access collective mind is what can we do through me? Right. And that's a deeply orienting question. Uh, we, one of the emerging probabilities is we talk about the super organism of humanity. This is just one of the larger holes that we can access. But if you see every human being as a cell inside the body of the superorganism of humanity, we can attune to the superorganism right now and see what does the species need? How can I be in service to the species unfolding? I mean, in, in my opinion, humanity is kind of like a 17-year-old teenager right now. And we can really do a lot to support our collective, our, when I say our, I mean humanity's collective unfolding. And this perspective shift, I mean, you cannot look at the superorganism of humanity without including all of life and the planet itself, right? We start connecting to the larger uh, sense of who we really are. And so bringing this to the incubator, I mean, these are folks who are, who are living in these kinds of questions, uh, which in my personal experience has been pretty destabilized, de destabilizing in, in the modern world. I mean, I, I truthfully, like, in, you know, I feel I'm putting my hand on my heart because I feel a lot of care for, for self and for others. But it's like, you know, I, there's a process of kind of going crazy in the best way. Um, and, and, and how do we support folks? You know, I, I was working with a group that, that shared with me, I think 30% of people who are homeless have gone through an expansive awakening experience and haven't landed. And the number of people who I've met who've been institutionalized and heavily medicated, who've had these expansive experiences in consciousness, and then society doesn't understand what to do with them. There's, there are worlds and universes to emerge in terms of social fabric to support people who are uh, walking around in the world, accessing different territories and consciousness. Right. And so we said, uh, you know, seeing all this, it's going, okay, well, I'm, you're never going to do this with one project. So can we create an, an, an incubator, an ecosystem, you know, a home for people who are resonating with this way of orienting with reality, where people can come and have a safe space to do all the healing work? I mean, one of, you talked about the ethical things. One of the most important things that we can do is do our trauma work and our shadow work so we don't grow all that up to later developmental levels. I mean, that is so essential, is, is supporting people in, in growing back down and consciously working with the earlier, you know, the, the experiences that we had from childhood or the, or the aspects of us that we're not conscious to that are playing out in our experience. Because, you know, I mean, we, we support people in getting into flow. Our entire incubator is present moment based. I mean, we're not teaching content. We're not doing lessons. We're being with people right here, right now. And, and I just show up and ask people, how can I best be here for you? And that can be a trauma process. It can be emotional process. It can be fleshing out skills horizontally, if that's in business or relationship. Uh, regulating nervous systems. You know, we have a woman in our incubator who's in Ukraine doing neuropsychosomatic regenerative healing work in Ukraine. And, you know, there, there are bombs going off a few miles away from where she lives. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes um, what's happening. And sometimes it's just, let's bring the awareness back into the body. I, I don't know if anybody's like me and has a tendency to 
dissociate from the body a little bit, but bringing the awareness back into the body and just feeling what's actually happening in the moment. Um, and then there's, and then there's all the, uh, what I would call the, um, not that any of it's not fun, but there's the creative potential side too, of sourcing new possibilities into being connecting to the, the consciousness of our project and seeing how is it that this project wants to unfold? How can I nurture and support my project and unfolding the way it wants to, right? It's like a different, it's like a parenting relationship, but more of a cultivating than the top down. Um, we invite in the consciousness of money and see how does money want to support what's happening on the planet right now? How does money want to support the folks in our incubator and in our ecosystem and the projects that are unfolding? And so sensing into these different consciousness, uh, being in relationship with them more, more consciously and, 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 and um, orienting to our work and the world with all of these variables at play, it's a different experience, right? And so my passion is like, how do we support the supporters of this emerging way of being, right? Like I, like I said, a lot of folks quit their job, they sell their house and, and they have a project they can't not do, right? It's like, I, I can't, the people call me like Forrest, I can't go back to marketing, right? I can't go back to being a software engineer. I have this thing that I can't not do, but also I don't have any money and I don't know how to pay for food. And, um, you, you know, I, I can't it's like, uh, there's just this, how do I, how do I, um, plug back into reality in a way where I can be useful and functional. And, and so su supporting people in that trajectory is, is, um, it's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, and, and I'm doing it for, for me too, right? Like this is all a discovery process. I have no claims. I know how to do this. <laughs> we are living in questions together. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, 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 and just to tie all of what we shared in today, all of this, all of these orientations and perspectives and what we're playing with come into the right here, right now, way that we are supporting folks in the moment with their projects and what they're bringing, what they're bringing into being. I mean, it all informs how we orient and, and the questions we ask and what we're playing with when we, when we get people back up, which is just when folks, you know, in our collective can call and just get basically immediate support. Um, or when we have our, our collective calls as well. So. Yeah. Wow. I mm. feel just, I'm ripping and rolling wide open here. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I feel tender. Thanks for receiving me. I appreciate you. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. Cause I'm like, ah, uh, uh I was going to ask, it's, it's quite a, so, so these people coming into this, this space you create, it's like, it's very um, broad. Yeah. You know, as you're describing the, the different things that they might be sat with in the moment is very broad. And, um, but it sounds like you're saying, yeah, the, 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 the thing that ties it all together is, well, it sounds like a lot of these people are going through some quite profound transition in their lives and, the sense of self is really changing and, and with that, who they are, what they want to create mm -hmm. uh, combined with a passion for there's something with them that they're drawn into the working in the present moment, you know, like, which is, which is a shift I can really relate to in my own life where, wherever, whenever that happened a few years ago, where it was just like, okay, I, I don't want to talk about things as much. And 
stay on this on a certain level of of interaction it's like i want to be in this space where things unfold and there's an embrace of this moment in a way that um, that that emergence can begin to take place and the kind of the love of the feeling of aliveness of that and 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 of course the the vulnerability as you've been naming today and the 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 pain that comes with that too at the points but it sounds like that is also in kind of that's something that people are really they they feel like they need they have as well that they need For to sure. have sorry yeah 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 absolutely and and there's um I think a couple of really maybe potentially, potentially, I imagine <laughs> illuminating things in that is um, so number one, everyone in our incubator is realizing an emerging probability. So we have this collectively sourced vision for what's possible for humanity. And everyone in the incubator is doing right now, the work of bringing our emerging future into being in this moment. Right? Completely so forgot that. Yeah. 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 So that's one thing. Two is, yeah, people are going, I can't do what I'm being called to do without doing shadow and healing work. That's essential to what I'm up to. And, you know, we talked about the symbolic and the non-symbolic or the formless and the projection. Another thing from an ethical perspective that a lot of times happens is people want to heal something that's happening inside. We want to heal something happening inside of us on the world or in the world, right? There's something happening in me and I I want to solve that on the planet. And from where I sit, in my opinion, in my judgment, uh, that's not the best route to go. Actually withdrawing that projection off of the world and then doing the inner healing work inside, what my experience has been supporting people doing that is what they feel called to bring into being, what we feel called to bring into being and what we want to birth into the world comes from a completely different place and isn't isn't what we were wanting to do at all before. We want to fix the world. I'm using air quotes right now. We're using, we want to fix the world. And actually that's us wanting to heal inside ourselves, but we're going to act it out on humanity. How can, and so, how can we know we're doing that? Yeah. How can, how can one tell that, that, that there's a, you're projecting that thing in the world? Well, we can check, we can check. I mean, on a personal practice, we can check to see where is, you know, is, is what I'm, First of all, if I'm claiming there's something wrong with the world, that's a big sign, right? If I'm claiming there's something broken and needs to be fixed, that's a big sign. Now, I'm not, I feel like I can get in trouble here. I'm putting my hand on my heart. Um, but um, one thing that's really helpful is to have, like, we can't see what we can't see. And so having other people who are around us who we can share things with and get their views and their perspectives and their questions and insights is deeply nourishing in this process. I mean, we can really see ourselves more when other people shine their light on us. That's, that's one thing for sure is being in a, being able to bring this stuff to, to other folks, but also just noticing like, okay, is, is what I'm seeing in the world that I want to work on living in me. And, it, and, and if so, you know, if I bring that projection back into me and start working on it in here, what happens now, of course, you know, at some point in awareness, the, the world is in me. And so then we're again, taking our projections off the world, bringing them inside of us and working them out and noticing what kind of, like when we do that, the work we bring into is just who the, into the world is just who we are, right? It's a way different. I, I don't know if I can get language for it, but it's a way different experience of moving through reality, just being the truth of who we are versus 
trying to do something. It's, it's very subtle things, but, but it's a profoundly different experience just walking through, you know, step-by-step through daily life. Um, I'm going to pause there. (laughs) Yeah. I I can imagine people might start to feel natural, you know, and, and like there's, there's not really much, there's less strategicness or compensation, you know, like I'm not trying to put an image of myself out there or uh, fix this thing in order for me to be okay, you know, and all of that require has a kind of tension inside of it. I'm imagining, uh, or yeah, it can take up energy. And so I'm imagining there's a naturalness and um, perhaps even a sense of, like I don't need this because this doesn't have to work, you know. Like um, I'm I'm get, I'm doing this because I because I because I love to do it, you know. And my sense of okayness isn't attached to it being successful in the world. Yeah, there's a there's a level of uh, fundamental okayness that can that can that I'm practicing deepening into just like right here, right now, right. I, I, everything's okay. And really the practice is letting that in. It's not just intellectually understanding it. It's can I actually receive that experience in my body? Can I receive that in my field and allow deeper, deeper levels of just fundamental okayness to sink into every cell of my body, every fiber of my being and can, and, and what starts to happen you know, for me, a lot of what's happened is everything that's not that has to come up and out. There's this big uh, upheaval <laughs> that's been quite disruptive process of all the interjects or stories or, or traumas or things I'm carrying that are not cohesive with that. And so just dropping deeper and deeper into right here, right now, this is awesome. And I'm, and I'm fundamentally okay. Safety is another big one. Like in this moment, right here, right now with you, mm. you know, I'm safe, allowing that in, allowing that to, to come into the body. Um, it, it, it changes the way that it, it, for, I'll just share my personal experience. It has drastically changed the way that I experience this moment and move through the world for sure. It's interesting as you share this because I was like I just maybe I caught a projection of like uh, of me onto the world because I because I am I'm also uh, in a journey of of like relating to safety and and a kind of innate goodness and a fundamental okayness in my as an embodied experience and and so I, I caught myself because I was about to say like and and this could be also something that's that, that, that could serve the world, you know, that, that, and I think, I think there's actually a truth to that, but, you know, I, I wonder like if, you know, we talked about collective trauma and healing that if, and this, this, you named it as the, this is a time of, of like integration or healing. And if that, as that takes place and we reclaim more of who we are and we land inside of this kind of fundamental okayness, then the way we relate to one another and the planet and the way we consume things changes. I'm noticing that in myself too. Like mm-hmm. the more I tune into this, it's like the more I'm like content, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I'm not like driven around as much to do things um, or like uh, need, needing to get things as much. And I want to be cautious about making any kind of like finite statements about myself, but um, yeah, that's the experience. And so, 
Um, I'm so just looking at time. Well, we've we've talked about a lot. Uh, I feel like there's I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about in terms of the this work you do with people. You know these these groups you cohere and um, yeah, m- maybe that's for a part two. You know, like um, I, and I guess the question. So what's coming up is like what what have we not spoken about that you would like to bring into the conversation? If anything, if there's anything here. That, that moves you, uh, that you feel inspired or called to share. Yeah, we could, as we come towards a closing, bring that in. Yeah. I, again, I feel I'm, uh, it might, I'm just feel like I'm going a thousand different directions, going everywhere all at once. As you say that there's, um, so much that I, I could share and I just, uh, feel blessed to have the opportunity to, to be with you in this way today. Um, on, on a planetary perspective, you know, we're, our vision is to have these coherent centers, the actual gathering place of the future, a concrete location. Um, and we, we, if you really just want to get the, the glimpse of what we're envisioning, it's that when you get within a certain proximity of the center, you start to heal and awaken yourself just being in the field. And you might imagine having these centers, these nodes all over the planet, that they would come into coherence with each other. And that that mm-hmm. can open us up to the larger collective of beings and awareness, that that opens up all of us to more subtle sense-making capacities um, and supports us in, uh, you know, f- more fully realizing the truth of who we are. So, um, you know, we're envisioning which you, you know, a co-working space plus the incubator plus a well-being center plus, 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 you know, cafe with food from locally sourced regenerative farm. So we have this, this vision for these hubs. Um, and I would just invite anybody who's, who's resonating with this to, to come and, uh, and hang out and be a part of this exploration. Um, yeah. And I, I, um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm moving at the speed of, of love here. <laughs> I'm just, just going and going. Um, but yeah, maybe that's enough for now. I, I, um, mm. I'm just so grateful to be here and be able to share with you like this. Yeah. Well, I, I hope people listening, I hope some people feel inspired to reach out to you. And when you say we, we are, um, you know, um, looking at these centers or cre- envisioning these centers, who is the we again? Like, if we just, is that just you or like there's a collective or? Yeah, there's a collective. I mean, ultimately, Joel, what I'm finding is that the this vision of emerging probabilities and, and everything we're bringing into being, in my experience, lives in the heart of every human being once we open up to it and explore it. I mean, this is a collectively sourced and collectively held vision. It's like, wow, in my heart, what kind of world do I want to create? What kind of world do I want to create for all of us now, for, for our kids and grandkids, for generations to come? Like, this is in each of us and we're creating, we're creating creation together. Right. So it's, it's, when I say we, I really do mean everyone. And of course there are uh, those of us who are more in contact with that and playing this game more full out um, than others. I, I oftentimes use the metaphor of like professional athletes and consciousness. I mean, there are people who are uh, you know, and I might just be projecting onto people, but um you know, I, I certainly experience a lot of people in my field and, and 
tend to show up is just playing life full out right here, right now, and every moment. And that's, uh, there's quite a big collective um, globally, this, this meta ecosystem. Um, and we've got a, uh, the, the next layer down, we have the, the emerging probabilities, we have our incubator light in action. And right now we're emerging the infrastructure to support the supporters of this emerging ecosystem and emerging way of being, and we call it metacelium. So if you know the mycelium mm-hmm. network underneath the, the planet, this is the metacelium. This is how do we resource and support people who are playing life full out in service of the larger interconnected whole. And it imagines us to, it invites us to reimagine everything, like what we value, money, all the tectonic plates of, of being, all the ways that we architect our collective shared experience. Um, you know, the, the, the we I'm speaking to is everyone who wants to open up into these kinds of questions and step more fully into the game of right here, right now, what can we do through me and how can we create the most good for the most number of people? And, and of mm. course, we're all playing that at different levels on the spectrum. Um, but it's it, you, it, in a way, you can't not be a part of it. Like it includes all of us, um, you know, mm. depending on how aware of it and engaged with it we are. So. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful invitation. And um, where can we find out more about this or where would you want to point people to basically like a website or something like that? Yeah. So mine is forest with two R's and then B my middle name's Baxter and Wilson with one L. So you can email me forestbwilson at Gmail. My website's forestbwilson.com. All my social medias are forestbwilson. And then uh, we have lightinaction.co for the collective, for the incubator. Uh, and then we've got metacelium.com for what's coming online in, in metacelium. So. Thanks so much, Forrest. Uh, it's been a blast. I really, really appreciate talking to you and uh, just appreciating the kind of breadth, the breadth of the, the projects that you're involved in. I wish them all like uh, the best wishes you know godspeed in these times because feels needed so so it's really really good to have you on the podcast yeah thanks joel i i um i truly can't tell you how much i appreciate your questions and your presence and um i i don't know if i've ever shared the way that i've shared with you today before so i just i feel uh flipped inside out completely and and wide open and i'm just um really grateful and feel tearful uh getting to be with you like this it's it's really really a treat and really mm. special thank you so much just a, a heads up again if you're not on our mailing list and you want to stay in the loop about other things we create then head to coachesrising.com put your name in the sign up box there you'll also find some of our other offerings our online trainings for coaches there and just want to end by wishing you well and i'll see you again next time 